There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Security and Scare. This is the podcast that I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest today was just 18 years old when he joined Made in Chelsea's Jamie Lang's intern at Candy Kittens before it became not known not just his work in the office, but also his work wooing the ladies of Chelsea, having relationships with Toph, Inga, Jemima, Verity and Liv, to name a few. Away from the show, he's a businessman with his own sustainable tea brand, Forager Health, and was recently diagnosed with ADHD, which he's here to talk about his experiences with today. I'm delighted to welcome to Sakunian Sakun, Made in Chelsea star, Sam Prince. Hello, Sam. Hello, good to see you. I want to know the real you, Sam. And away from the cameras, away from the camaraderie. Obviously, we know I'm made in Chelsea yeah. that you can be a bit outspoken, but that's not necessarily the real you, the introverted you. And I want to get to know the introverted you today, if that's okay. Okay. I'm not an introvert, but okay. Well, you're not. No. Every, you have got an introverted side. For you sure. can't be on show 24-7. For sure. I do like being at home. I like, I, there is definitely an introverted side to me at times, for sure. So let's go to that. So let's get back to that beginning of Sam Prince, away from made in Chelsea, away from the TV, way before that. You went to St. Bede's School in East Sussex, which is a boarding school. Were you day boarding or were you there all time? I, I was a day pupil. Day pupil, okay. Um, I was there for three and a bit years. Best time of life. I often say to my mother, I say I would go back to school tomorrow. School for me was just a massive highlight. I enjoyed it so much. I wasn't so much there for the studying. I think if you go to school like that, I think you should be more there for studying. But I was very much there for the social. And I was there for a giggle. I think... The friends that I made at St. Bede's were lifetime friends. And I'm very lucky to have gone to that school. It was great. What were you like at school, though? Fucking nightmare. Just constantly. I was just there for a laugh. I would always, like, call the teachers by their first names. Anything that I could just kind of wind them up. Similar to how I portray myself on Mate in Chelsea. I was very much like a wind-up merchant. And I think I, I've been that since I was, like, a young age. I was just there to have fun. I know it was very tricky for my parents because I was always constantly in and out of detentions and Saturday detentions, uh, which is a long car journey from my school to home. So. Why the wind-up, though? Where does that come from? I, like, I don't take myself too seriously. Like If you try to wind me up, I quite enjoy it. And I feel like people, I just like to have fun. And I like to just wind people up. And I like people when, I like when people wind me up. I think it's, it's not so much I'm there always to wind people up. I just like, 
a laugh. That was very strong at school. What does that laugh do to you, though? Because being wind I'm going deep already. Yeah, yeah This is good. very much <laughs> about having attention and the attention being on you. Yeah. Why? Attention. I wouldn't say it's attention being on me. It's just I'm not doing it to upset people or hurt anyone. I think people are quite serious and I just like to have a, a laugh and things to be lighthearted. I like to make people smile as well. I, I'm not here to kind of upset people. No, I get that. But you want the wind-up to be on you or you want to be the wind-up i.e. you are the centre of attention in those moments, either way, whether it's positive or negative, there's something that meant that you need to have that attention on you. Mm -hmm. I think I like attention. I think like anyone likes attention. It's not, I'm not doing it for attention for myself. I'm just doing it for a laugh. Okay. But I wouldn't say uh, I'm like an attention whore. But maybe sometimes I am. Maybe. I think it was just, I was just so young. And I, I never kind of wanted to grow And still now, I think I struggle growing up. I hit 25 now. I still sometimes see myself as like an 18-year-old because I just like to jump around and have fun all the time. Which isn't the worst thing, but then when you've got your own businesses, mm. and again, away from any child, so we'll come to any child way later on, but you've got your own businesses. You've had to be taken more seriously. Mm -hmm. So has that not matured you because you've been around people who are a lot older than you? I think it definitely has matured. If I'm honest, COVID for me was a highlight for me because it allowed me to really stop what I was doing in that moment. And what I was doing in that moment was going out four nights a week and just getting hammered. And COVID, my, I, I took myself away from London, went back to the, the family home and really focused on what I wanted to do. And uh, what I wanted to do was create, I, I was running my own business, running social media platforms for about a year beforehand. And I was like, I want to do something myself, have my own kind of business properly and I found the right person to do so and that's how Forager Health was born having those businesses I also have a houseplant company with Tristan who's on the show and I've just now also taken on a rosé which is called Brose, which is with um, another friend of mine that kind of thing is really kind of it's definitely made me grow up for sure I think it's definitely put the vision of what, where I want to be myself in a few years and I think I found I'm very lucky that I found a job that I love doing and when I go into our offices I, I don't see a, I don't see myself as going to work my business partners are my best mates and our employees are like close friends as well. So it feels like I'm just hanging out with my friends every day and working towards something which just really excites me. Do you wear a suit to work? I like to dress up, yeah. I, I sometimes, raise, depending on what the meeting is, currently we're, we're raising investments so there has been more suits than usual but I enjoy dressing up, yeah. And so therefore, when you've got that suit on, let's say you are meeting investors, how do you change? Because like you said, you like to be silly, you like to be a bit of the clown but I'm just wondering if there's that other side to you that is more chilled. And oh, yeah. can go into that as business meeting. Oh yeah, I, I think I, I take I take business very seriously. I think um, I've given those businesses everything I kind of have. So I take those meetings very seriously, and people see a very different side of me. If you saw me in a meeting with um, investors or our employees, currently, it would be a very different sound than you probably see here today. I think, um, but yeah, but also I like to bring that playful into the office as well. I don't like things to be too serious. I like our Zoom calls, which we're having every day with our. I kind of catch up with our employees. I like them to be very chilled and relaxed. I think that's how we kind of get the best out of people. So what do you do in the office to make it that more chilled vibe? I would say that I just, yeah, I put music on. Just, it doesn't feel like people are at work. We're here just to grow a business and we're here to, I like to get those kind of creative juices flowing. And I, I see myself quite a creative person. And I think to that, I like a really nice, relaxed environment. I want people to come to the office and think this is fun. And that's how I look at it. My business partner, Nile, who I work with on Forager Health, we have a, a great atmosphere and we we're just best mates hang hang out but also we work incredibly hard and we understand our vision I, I see myself as very lucky i've worked really hard but i see myself as very lucky to do what i do every day
What's it like working with a best friend though? Are you able to challenge each other on those moments that you're like, this is business and not friendship and be able to separate it too? Yeah, I think we, as much as sometimes we have disagreements on, we're currently bringing out this new product, which is like an, an all-in-one drink, greens, which you kind of have every morning. It's similar to like a Huel or Athletic Greens, but with our own forager health touch on it. And we will often have disagreements on whether it comes to packaging or how we're going to market it, what's the best way. And we often have disagreements, but they're also, we understand what our vision is and we understand each other. And I think it's important that, yes, we're, we're close buddies, but also at the same time is we share the same vision and I appreciate his opinion as much as he, I think he appreciates mine as well. And that's a really important thing, that it doesn't end up going into your friendship mindset of we can have that time away from work, that we can just be friends and muck about and it isn't all serious 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's key. I, I think... So before that, I had a business with another guy and it didn't seem to kind of work out. I think with my businesses, I think the reason why they have been successful over the last two and a half years is because I've surrounded myself with the right people. And my business partners, when it comes to Bella and and, and Forager and also Brose, is I've connected with the people that we share the same vision and we can work together every day. That's so key. I think the product may be fantastic, but you need to be with the right people every single day. How do you balance having three businesses? And then obviously you've got TV as well. That's a lot going on for you at one time. I think we, we're at a stage now with, with Forager, we have multiple employees. With Bella, we have multiple employees. I think we're at a stage now where I'm not at the front lines as much as I used to be, as much as I, I, I want to be as much as I possibly can. I think I enjoy it. It doesn't really feel like work. I could jump at a call on a call at 11 o'clock at night. That doesn't bother me because it's, I'm talking to my mates. I'm, I'm growing a business and I, I really enjoy that. So for me, work doesn't really feel like work. It just feels like a passion. And you mentioned that you're quite creative if it's okay i want to touch on the adhd because you came out around july time and you said that you've got adhd yeah one of the kind of outcomes of adhd is being creative a mm -hmm. lot of creative people have got adhd a lot of clever people have got adhd mm -hmm. let's go back to the beginning of that journey obviously you found out a lot later on in life than i presume you would have wanted to yeah i always kind of suspect when i was at school because i'd have been distracted so often whether it's girls or whether it was the party that was happening on the Saturday and face whatever it may have been, I, I was always knew that I would always often get distracted. My mum used to always say, like, God, you get distracted a lot. And I always kind of knew there was something that was, I always knew I was okay, but I used to always just get distracted. And I think it became, as I got older and I've had way more responsibility over the last kind of three years, I've noticed that at times maybe I do get distracted. And I think it's just, I don't take medication for it, but it's definitely been to me to understand my daily habits and get myself in a nice routine so I can get the best out of my ADHD. I don't see ADHD as something that is uh, debilitating. I think my ADHD is very kind of minimal, but I think, I actually think it's a little superpower, if I'm honest. I think it allows me to kind of do several things all at once. It gives me a phenomenal amount of energy. I think I've got a good balance of it. When I have friends of mine who have ADHD, which it is debilitating, at times they find getting out of bed a big task. And at times I felt that when I've been, I felt that in the past, like cleaning the kitchen. I've seen that as like a, shit, that's a big, I can't, I can't do if I can do that. Or I just feel incredibly tired. But I think now I find a really good kind of work balance and play in my life where I get the best out of my, out of my ADHD. So distraction for you is kind of the big factor. What are the other factors that affect you? The structure for me and eating healthy, I have a really balanced diet. I don't drink as much. And I think that for me really helps. At the same time, it's not something that is it's crippling. The reason why I came public with that a few months ago is because there is a few people, people that I know who it is crippling. And I think ADHD is, is masked over as something as like, it's not a serious matter. When actually it's a, it's, it can be a really serious mental health issue if not dealt with in the correct, correct manner. 
I don't want to take medication every day. That's not for me. If I have a headache, I, I don't take paracetamol. I just drink some water. So I don't I don't want to be taking medication every day. But I know who a few of my friends they do, and that really does help them concentrate with their work and with multiple different things in their life. I manage it in a kind of natural way. But there is times that I get incredibly tired or I have. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Unbelievable amounts of energy or I sometimes in meetings where I'm just like, I have so much energy and I'm talking so much. I'm talking very, very quickly, which happens, but I think it's, I don't actually necessarily think it's a bad thing. Well, for those listening, if you are triggered or affected by what you're hearing or you want more information, ADHD.co.uk and also minds.org.uk are two websites to go and check out for more information. You were diagnosed at 25 years old. Yeah. Would you and how would you have been diagnosed earlier? Was it a case of going to a doctor and them going, right, this is it? Because you were kind of told you sh- you might have ADHD, yeah. go and get the help now. So yeah. why did it not happen earlier? I think that I always knew I was getting distracted. I, I kind of always thought there was something. And I always kind of thought it was ADHD, but I was always, it was never too crippling for me to be like, I need to go to a doctor. Only when I was, Inga, who is my ex-girlfriend, I, when I first started dating her, I walked into her flat and she said, she said, you've got ADHD. I said, what do you mean? I just, it's like the third time I met her. She's like, I was just bouncing around the flat and I couldn't sit still. And I think when she said that, and I think at times she used to speak to me and I've had this before when people speak to me, you may speak to me but I'll be looking at my phone or I'll be reading something. I'm still listening to that person, but I don't kind of show that. And I think in my relationship, I, it probably did, sometimes probably comes across a bit rude because I'll be thinking about work or I'm trying to do all different things all at once. And that was for me, I was just like, hey, I, I want to see what this actually is. And it was like minor ADHD and I was like, okay. And I think for that, it's a very freeing experience because it understands actually all these things of me getting distracted for this burst of energy and sometimes feeling incredibly tired. I kind of understand what that is now. And it was quite enlightening to find out what that was. And it wasn't something like really serious. ADHD kind of works hand in hand with anxiety a lot of the time. Mm. Where are you on that anxiety level? Uh, if I'm really honest about the anxiety, I find, I, I felt anxious at times, but I think it's stress and, and feeling anxious is, it depends how you live your life. and It depends what, the way you go about life. I have a great morning routine. Um, I eat incredibly light. I work out every single day and I look after my body. So... I find it difficult sometimes when people ha- do feel incredibly anxious, but at the same time they lay in bed all day or they eat incredibly badly and they smoke and drink and go out till eight o'clock in the morning. And then they say they're anxious. I think it's very un- understanding of why they feel that certain way. I've definitely felt anxious and at, at times I maybe feel anxious, but I think it's 
for me, it's just living a healthy lifestyle and not drinking so much and making sure that I live a very balanced life. Being in the reality world, though, comes with a lot of baggage. Social media, the paranoia, being spoken about, not being spoken about, being papped, not being papped. Obviously, you've been in and out of Made in Chelsea over the past yeah. five years or so. How have you dealt with that with the anxiety? I wouldn't say that anxiety is a big factor in my life at all. I think I, I don't, I'm not someone who is really anxious i don't think it affects me i know some people find it crippling um which is i think it's very trending if i'm honest i think people feeling anxious and i think it's uh it can be very debilitating for people's lives they feel like they can't kind of get do normal tasks for me reality tv and anxiety don't really go hand in hand i don't really feel anxious regarding doing that reality tv i'm very much my own person on that show yeah i'm just here for the fun and games i'm not here to take things too seriously let's talk made in chelsea why made in chelsea why made in chelsea i, I don't know they uh, i got a phone call just before my 19th birthday saying hey will I join the show I think I was papped when I was super young I was living in Chelsea when I was 18 Chelsea and Fulham and then uh, I got a phone call saying would I come and I was originally I was like no I just broke up my first girlfriend like my first true love and I was like I'm not sure about this and then I went for it and it was great I, I did it for like three years then I quit I was kind of going out the whole time and I realized it wasn't kind of healthy and then I came back the back end of last year with a kind of love interest but also my business was flowing and it seemed like a more suitable time to join the show and kind of join as an older age. I, I enjoy it more now being older than I do when I was younger. I think it's a very kind of scary world to go into, I think, when you're really young. And I think, yeah, it's a different experience now. Do you think you're too young? Because we look at Love Island and Love Island, predominantly the people are around, let's say, 23, 27 years old, are kind of the peak ages there. You get a couple of who are mm. older. And a couple of younger. And you get yeah. people like Georgia Steele and Lucinda and uh, Danico are quite young doing I that. I don't know. I, I've never watched Love Island. I never watched Love Island? Never watched Love Island. Never watched an episode of Love Island. But I've heard it's big. It, it's a big show. Big it's a big show. show. I mean, I know it's big. I know it's big. I, I, I probably recognise like a few names, but I've never watched Fun. it. Fun. Well, my point being that, that they go into a show and you're fighting with these people who are a lot older and therefore have got that maturity as well or have that life experience. Like, let's say they've gone to university. When you're 18 years old and you're going to a show like that... Mm. Away from the camera crew, you've got cast members who are a lot older. If you think even at your time, you know, Binky was in there and Ollie Locke was in there. They were a lot older. And mm. so the way they look at the world is very different to how you look at the world. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's, I think when you're younger, it's a scary thing. I think I was very lucky when I joined the show. I think I wasn't, I think for girls, it can be a lot harder. I think girls and girls, they sometimes look at each other as almost threats. And I think that's been very trending with kind of MIC at, at times. I think uh, girls... Yeah, but I think with me, I came in very young and I came in with Jamie and I, not with him, but I... You're a little protege. Yeah, as, as in, as intern and he was super kind and nice. And to be honest, I must say most people, everyone on the show is, they're all lovely people. I think it's a great bunch of people. I think I was very lucky when I came in, I felt incredibly welcomed. And I think that definitely brought the best out of me. When you look back, though, at those early days of Made in Chelsea, I know you obviously you don't watch the show necessarily because you're in the moment of it and you're yeah. always filming it. But would you have done anything differently at the time now knowing what you know about the reality world? Um, to be honest, I, I don't really look back and think, oh, I would have done that differently. I think maybe last season I would a little bit. But I think I, I was so incredibly young and I was finding my feet and I was learning more about myself and I don't really regret too much. I think I was just so young. And I think I was just trying to have fun and yeah, I wasn't really thinking much at that point. And to be honest, I don't really think much now. But I think, uh, <laughs> but I think yeah, I regret that some things that happened last season with, with Inge and and that I, I would regret. I think hurting people is not very kind and I want to build people up and make people happy. I, I, I don't want to make people sad and I, I've definitely 
done that a few times. Well, hold on, you hurt Inga, but what about what you said to Julius? You've told him he was he shouldn't be a councillor, he's not even a life councillor. Uh, yeah, I do think he should. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think Julius is a different different matter. I think uh, me and Julius have always kind of butted heads. Why is that, do you think? What's the root of that? The root of that is um, I've had relationships and he's always been the first person to come at me when he doesn't understand the full scale of the situation, doesn't understand the situation as a whole. Um, and I've always, he's never been a lad's lad. He's the sort of bloke, if we went for beers, there's nothing wrong with this, but if we all went for beers, he'd order, order a rosé. He's just, he's just not. Mate, I'd have gone for a Diet Coke. <laughs> like, rosé's even a lot better than that. Um, but he's, yeah, he's, he, that's what kind of I struggle with him. I think he has, yeah, he has this kind of online, this perfect way he kind of shows himself, but deep down I don't. And that, that was very true on what happened in the Mallorca series. He showed his true colours. I think I was very happy that that kind of kind of fun, that people got, got to see how he really was. But is it not hard that you end up almost being scapegoated as this person that kind of keeps picking on him? As much as he picks on you. He's picked on me for years. I, I don't think. I also just don't. I'm just here just having fun and taking the piss. People, especially online recently, I think, have enjoyed me taking the piss. And I probably have. Is this through your TikToks that you do? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> just kind of played out to it. And to be honest, I'm just having a laugh. And it's a shame that he can't kind of chuck a few TikToks back at me. He has to take it super seriously. That's just who he is. He takes things very deeply. And it's a shame that we can't just have that funny banter, but he takes things like super seriously. I, I enjoy his content. That's one thing I don't want to stop. I think his content's fucking great. <laughs> it's just relentless, bizarre chat. And I think it's, I love it. Has he not blocked you yet? He has blocked me. He's blocked me on TikTok. Not on Instagram yet, but I'm sure that will happen. <laughs> You mentioned the social media around that people enjoy it. Do you get any negative social media ever? I don't. I, I occasionally, when I treated Inga badly last season, and I think people should, that's another thing. If I've ever done something wrong, I, I want to take full responsibility mm-hmm. and I'll always be sorry. And I think when I made mistakes last last year with Inga, there's no excuse how I treated her. I think I was young and, and, and super dumb. And I think um, I own how I treated her and I own what I did. And I'm always be sorry to her for that. Another reason why I have an issue with Julius is he can't take responsibility when he's ever done anything wrongdoing. He always kind of has an excuse or it's not his fault. And um, I don't like that. I think it's important to, if you made a mistake, say sorry and really own up to it. I just want to have fun. I want to wake up every day and enjoy every day. And I think it's growing these companies and big thing for me is sustainability and all my business across the board are all sustainable. And I think um, I want to hopefully make a successful business and but do it the right way. Why sustainable? I've always been fascinated by global warming, the effects we have on the environment every single day. And I want to leave my print as a very clean print. And I think um, I, I want, that's why I'm constantly looking at changing our packaging, whether it's from the plants, the tea, from the tea bags, the tags, everything. I want to make sure it's sustainable and biodegradable. And I think, uh, yeah, I enjoy doing that. I think it's important to yeah, do it in the right way. To meet the needs of today's generation without harming future generations. There's a geography GCSE. Exactly, that's it. That's it. I also think for the future, I think a lot of businesses will have to do this anyway. I think I just want to make sure from the get-go when we first started Forager Health, that one of the first conversations we had, this has to be sustainable. And I think we've really reached that now. I think it's a good kind of almost unique selling point as a lot of tea companies out there are not sustainable and not biodegradable. Yeah, it's a key point for me. Sam Prince there. If you're affected by anything you heard, adhd.co.uk, mind.org.uk is there for more information. If you love Made in Chelsea on Security and Security in the past, we've had people like Eliza Batten, Miles Nazaire, James Taylor, 
Maeva, Harry Benson and Liv Bentley. So go and check out those episodes in the catalogue now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do go on iTunes and rate the episode. Give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. And on Spotify, it's a five-star rating. And on Instagram, at Johnny Seafoot, at Security and Secure Podcast, where you can find me. And I'll be back same time next week with another episode of Security and Secure. So until then, thank you so much for listening. Thank you and goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 